Where do we find out who we are? Is it sitting in practice? Is it in everyday life? Is it in our relationships and interpersonal connections? Do you ever project what's going on inside of you onto someone else? Do you ever find yourself being unkind and then afterwards asking, what was that all about? Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Mary Slocum and today we're exploring how who we are in the moment shows up in our relationships in our connections with those around us, and how by being mindful and investigating what arises allows us to change our behaviors, feelings, and attitudes that don't serve us. I hope you're enjoying the show and that you will continue to welcome it into your lives. Please follow or subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and share them with friends and on social media. And don't forget, review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. Your support is so important, and I thank you with all my heart. It is how we are in our relationships with others that we act out both our helpful and hurtful qualities, those that serve us and those that don't. How we are in relationship tells us who we are in that moment. We find our kindness, compassion, generosity, and wisdom, the qualities that free us and bring us happiness when we are connecting with those around us. We can think about being kind and compassionate. We can dream about being generous and wise. But to receive their benefits, we must be actively engaged being kind, generous, compassionate, and wise when we are interacting in our circle of relationships. These qualities are not abstractions or something nice to think about. They require direct experience with others to bring their benefits of calmness, peace, freedom, and clarity. Practicing these qualities when we are in relationship strengthens them in us. When we tap into them, they allow us to take in the good, as my teacher Rick Hansen says. This means that we notice the good feeling, that we stay with that good feeling, feeling how it feels, and we absorb it, really let it sink into us. We can even visualize the goodness being absorbed, much like a sponge absorbs water, until the water permeates all of a sponge. The goodness also permeates all of us. 
in relationship, we also find the habits and patterns that cause us suffering, that bring us feelings of dissatisfaction, pain, regret, and stuckness, that make us feel heavy, inert, and unable to move, that make us feel trapped, needy, sad, or agitated. Just as our helpful qualities surface, so also do our wounds when we are in relationship with others. And often, we project our wounds onto those we are connecting with. All our stuck emotions come tumbling out and onto the other person. All of our misguided beliefs and opinions, all of our unskillful behaviors, all that hurts. When we project our wounds onto others, we may falsely believe that the person we are interacting with has caused our suffering rather than see that our suffering comes from inside of us, rather than seeing that it is our clinging to our experience that is causing the suffering to continue. Or we might project what we feel is unacceptable or project our transgressions onto someone else. Instead of recognizing and accepting our transgressions and asking for forgiveness and forgiving ourselves, we get stuck in them. They are unacceptable to us. And at the same time, we're stuck. Maybe we have shoplifted have taken something that's not ours, or are afraid that we might shoplift, or afraid that we might take something that is not ours. We then project this onto someone else, say a neighbor, and become suspicious that the neighbor is trying to steal from us or others. Maybe, for example, we feel inadequate or unworthy and have snapped at a friend. Maybe we have said something like, what do you know about it? You don't know anything. We feel bad about that. It goes against our values to be nasty. Later in the day, we find ourselves complaining about someone else being nasty. We might hear ourselves complaining Why is she being so nasty to that person? He's just trying to help. Sometimes when we project what's happening in us onto others, we may blame them or get angry. Maybe we find ourselves in a situation that didn't turn out as expected for us. And then we find ourselves saying things like, If only that person had done this or that, if only this person had helped, if only that person had warned me to be careful, if only that person had cared about me, she would have said something. What we're saying is, it's all your fault. Or maybe we've had a rough day and we're feeling tired, grumpy, or upset, and we act out with our partner or others. The other day, I was feeling worn out by the constant nerve pain and tightness in my finger. I had sat with it, allowing the pain and sensing into it, and knowing that the pain was part of the healing process. In the evening, when it was time to make dinner, 
I wasn't in the mood. I didn't want to push my hand anymore. And my attitude of mind was definitely grumpy. Inside, I felt frazzled. My husband came to help and started making a salad. And then I heard myself saying, make sure the lettuce is clean. Don't break the walnuts into such small pieces. Watch out that you don't spill any water on the floor. Here I was with a litany of complaints and finding fault with everything he was doing to help. And then, then I paused. What's going on here, I asked myself. I could feel the achy tiredness in my body and the tears welling up behind my eyes. I told him, I'm sorry, I'm being grumpy. This healing process has worn me out. I feel frayed inside, and now I'm putting it all on you. The slight irritation on his face softened into generosity, and he told me, Hey, I get it. Why don't you set the table in the dining room while I finish prepping dinner? Good idea, I said. His generosity of letting go of his irritation and giving me some space where I could help without taxing my hand calmed down all the feelings that had been bubbling up in me. How often are we simply avoiding our own pain by projecting it on others? Often, I think. It's not the other person. It's us. We know we have gone against our values or that we have misspoken or that our actions have not been skillful or that we are once again suffering from some experience because we simply haven't been aware that it is here in us right now. Maybe we don't feel seen or feel that we belong. Or maybe we feel like a fraud or an imposter and are scared that someone will find out. All of these situations, among many others, cause us to act out unskillfully when we are in relationship, unless we're aware, we pay attention, and we do something about it. Norman Fisher, the Zen priest, says that who we are is our relationship in this moment. What he is saying is that every moment of experience brings us the freshness of who we really are. In these moments, we can get in touch with the person we truly are that is beyond the person we seem to be if we're tuned in. But often we're not tuned in, and so we simply act out the person we seem to be in that moment. That person in that moment is a part of us, an aspect of us. It's the hurt person in us, or the needy person in us, or the unworthy person in us, or the untrusting person in us. Relationships have at least two sides. There is always giving and receiving. I gave grumpiness and complaining to my husband. He received it and gave me a frown and then generously allowed me to leave the room to set the table, giving us both 
quiet, and space. So in relationship, we can be the giver and the receiver. We can be aware that the person with whom we are in relationship can send an arrow towards us. They can project their discontent and dissatisfaction on us. What if my husband had snarled at me saying, I'm sick of hearing about your hand. Let's just make dinner. What then? Can we be equanimous? Equanimity, level-headed and calm, even and balanced, open and seeing the whole thing, friendly. When we are equanimous, we're not removed from life. We are participating in it. When we are equanimous, we take it all in without reacting. When we're equanimous, we can pause and give space to what is here and see all sides. This allows us to respond skillfully with kindness and compassion. Equanimity allows us to see that the other person is projecting their discontent on us. We can see that it is about their suffering and then skillfully deflect the arrow. We can take the wind out of their sails in a nice way. But sometimes we fake it. We think, I don't feel even tempered right now. So I'm just going to push that bad feeling in me away. I'll just push that pain away. And this is not a good idea. It's not skillful. Forcing a feeling of equanimity when it's not there, especially when we are in, in an uncomfortable relationship, is simply aversion. We don't want to engage with what is happening right now. It's pushing away the disagreement and the feelings inside and simply on the outside appearing even-tempered, even as we're not. When we are really equanimous, we see the big picture and hold it all without reacting. Inside, we feel in flow, calm, and open. But We're not always equanimous. Noticing this in a non-judgmentally way and then sitting with what's happening inside, allowing it, investigating it with curiosity and friendliness and giving it time and space to unwind is the way forward. We can also be kind. Expressing loving kindness to others creates a shared field of caring. A student once told me I had had a long and difficult relationship with this family member and I was feeling really stressed out before Christmas when I knew she would be coming for family dinner. I didn't want to repeat the arguments and friction of past years, so I sat in my practice and did a loving-kindness meditation, sending her well wishes. It made all the difference. There wasn't a shred of friction at dinner. We all laughed and enjoyed ourselves. We know this. Disagreements arise when we are in relationship. So what do we do? Maybe start here. Start with 
intent, and impact. Ask, what is it like for you being here with me? This shift in perspective helps us to see what is happening right now in the relationship. We know how we feel, but what is it like for the other person to be here right now with us? We can start by asking ourselves, what's my intention? Really asking and being accepting and compassionate. Maybe there's a wanting to resolve an issue or to be seen by the other person. Maybe there's something like, I want to show her a thing or two. Then we can be with that before engaging. We can send ourselves some loving kindness and compassion, and we can feel how it feels somatically in our bodies. And we can investigate those feelings with curiosity and friendliness. Knowing our intention and not acting on intentions that are unkind, untrue, or not helpful is a starting point. And once we've done that, then we're ready to move on to recognizing our impact. If we feel very secure in the relationship, we might even ask the other person, What is it like being here with me right now? Asking this can give us powerful information when we receive it without reacting, when we receive it with equanimity. Otherwise, it's helpful to ask this question silently to ourselves and answer it by acknowledging what we are saying outwardly and thinking and feeling inside. We can acknowledge our volume and tone of voice and our bodily gestures. We can acknowledge our inner sensations. Maybe we find churning, gripping, weeping, coldness or barrenness or something else. And most importantly, we can pause. We can shut up. We can acknowledge that this is hard for me right now. We can be compassionate to ourselves, letting ourselves know, as Thich Nhat Hanh would say, darling, I'm here for you. Or we might simply say, hey, I'm here. I know how hard this is for you, and I'm here. Now, the I that comforts us compassionately is our whole self, not the part or aspect of ourselves that's upset frustrated, feeling unworthy or unseen. This I is a powerful and loving ally and friend that we can always count on. This week, I invite you to be mindful in your interactions and connections with others. What qualities are showing up? What attitudes of mind are present What dissatisfaction is acting out? Hold up the mirror and you'll see yourself just as you are, your discontent as well as your contentment. Use the reflection to skillfully investigate what's not serving you and bring your generosity to it. Let it go. 
Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you and also appreciate the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design. And Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful.